Recording. Hey guys, it's the Off Road On Air podcast with me, Thomas Freeman. We've got Marley Grubby and we've got Andy from Off Road, All Access Off Road. Hey guys, how you doing? Not a beer, mate. That's a beer. What's been going on? So, have. Well, I was going to say the same thing. How have you been, mate? I've been. I've been away for a couple of weeks, so what's been happening? I have as well, too. I literally did three weeks in the South Australian Outback. We went all the way over to Seduna. We went up Goog's Track, all the way across to the East-West Rail Link, uh, and then basically made our way back across. We worked out the weather was going to shit. We went hightail it all the way to Coober Pedy. We did the breakaways. We stayed there for a few days. Then we went the Unandata track all the way into Lake Air and we went into the Flinders Ranges. Um, yeah, it was massive. We did three weeks in the uh, South Australian desert with my dad, my uncle and me. And that's it. Two cars, three blokes and one dream. It was great. A couple of blokes. Yeah, it's awesome. Marley, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, not a whole lot, actually. Still, um, so unfortunately... Queensland Road Transport actually extended my license suspension for an extra couple of months, a couple of weeks. So now instead of getting it on the 25th of October, I'm getting it on the 25th of November. So it's still close. That's still close. Hold on to hope, man. Hold on to hope. Yep. It's better than what I thought it was because the way the lady was saying, she said, I don't get it back for two months. And I was like, well, what? But now I've just been, I've chucked the three inch lift back into Ruby now. I'm getting 35s and I'm getting it all engineered hopefully next weekend or the weekend after. Holler if you need some help, bro. Happy to help out. Sweet. Found a good Got bike it. that'll do it for 650. Yep. That's awesome. That is awesome. Right. cheaper than most of them. Yeah. So Salon Ruby is off the cards now. You were talking about Salon Ruby last time I was in the group chat. Yeah, I was I was thinking about selling Ruby, but now just with all the memories and stuff in it, I can't sell it for the money that I want for it. As you can't sell memories, so I've decided I'm going to keep it. It's going to stay with me all through TikTok, and when I eventually get onto YouTube, which will hopefully be not very far away, and then people can just see it grow from when I first got it to eventually what it's going to become. That is something I've absolutely uh, wanted to talk to. You're getting uh, close to getting on YouTube as well, too. What is it, fifty k? On TikTok, yeah, and you're at and you're at forty now. That's incredible, man. You are so close. That's going to happen real soon. Just hit forty k just before we jumped on this um, podcast. Woo! Yes, nice work, Molly. Well done. Well done man. <laughs> All that art on TikTok's really paying off. <laughs> yeah, it might. What brings up that the, give the, the latest off. video that you've done? Marley, the latest video you've done, um, and on that that bloke that uh, got arrested for doing some yeah. uh, reckless behaviour on the beach, probably. We don't know the yeah, exact of what he what crimes he committed, but uh, enough to get the attention of uh, the entire TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I was believed that has happened is in the video, the dude was saying that there was alcohol involved, and there was also full drugs on the beach, so. Every pay lady, you can already guess what they're already doing. Um, they must have been driving on the beach to get that much um, attention from police and posted a video this afternoon explaining how we've all been young and dumb once, but 
Um, if you're going to do something illegal, do one thing at a time. Don't do it all at once. So if you've got a big modified expensive full drive that's not engineered on anything, how about you don't fill yourself, fill yourself full of piss as well as going around doing burnouts and other stupid stuff. Yeah, a, and then that was the main thing. Yeah, go for it. I've got a basic for it, rule, Barry, and that is um, don't break the law when you're breaking the law. So exactly. like you said, one, one at a time. So like if you're... If you're speeding, you know, make sure you got your seatbelt on. Make sure your car's roadworthy, all that sort of shit. Like you said, exactly. you drive around an un- unroadworthy car and you're speeding. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to get pulled over. You can draw attention From to yourself. Speeding. You book thrown at you, yeah? Yep. That's it, mate. So, yeah, like I said, one thing at a time. Don't break the law when you're breaking the law. Exactly. And it was just all talking about um, safe driving, how... Even the slightest slip up, you could be the best driver in Australia on the beach when you're pissed, but that one time that you slip up could hurt yourself, kill someone or, or any of your friends or your family or some another person you don't even know that would just completely ruin their life and their family's life as well. Exactly, mate. Yeah, that was epic. Well, the point of my video was he all the other videos that he had on there were doing basically doughies on the beach. He's got half a dozen beach doughy videos. And then this next video is basically fishing for sympathy for, for doing all the, the, the crazy stuff on the beach. So not great. Not a way to get attention. So yeah, you don't bite the hand that feeds yeah. you. Yeah. That's pretty much it. But Andy, what yes. have you yeah. been doing? This is the topic of the video. <coughs> this is definitely the topic of the video. Um, so we want to go Very. ultimate four by four. The ultimate off-road challenge. Tell me a little photo yeah. I got up here. So this is one of the bog holes. And I just got sick of having wet feet because it's a week-long race and you've got to carry everything. So I had two sets of boots, but me, me boots got wet the day before. And um, we're almost at the finish line and we got stuck in another bog hole and I just refused to get me fucking feet wet again. So I climbed out off passenger door onto the bonnet and jumped from the bonnet onto dry land and um the sheila from ratchet off-road photography she just happened to snap this awesome picture of me jumping <laughs> off the bonnet which what i've used as my background where is it up here so it's um yeah that's no, an absolute ripper shot and just a oh brilliant weekend man a, a brilliant week should i say um but it's borderline the, explain a bit there. more about yeah explain a bit more about the event where was it uh, so I was in Wilcanya, which is about 300 k's past Broken Hill. And it's run on yep. four or five different stations. So we have a, have a base where you unload your, your cars and trucks and that on the, on the first station. And then you spend the week racing from one to the next, to the next, to the next, and then you finish back where you started. Uh, I think it's so only it's literally days. five days. It's five no, or six? Yeah, six. It went from... Uh, I think we started on a Sunday and finished on a Saturday. Wow, that's crazy epic. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, so every day, all you get every morning is a full tank of fuel. <laughs> oh, and and water. They they brought us they brought us water. That's it. Apart from that, anything say, else that's... you want. <laughs> so if you want beer, if you want to eat steak for dinner, you know, if you want to sleep in a nice comfy bed, you got to carry it. Whereas if you're willing wow. to sac- if you're willing to sacrifice carrying beer and a bottle of scotch and a bottle of coke, 
and uh, you know take a really small hiking swag versus your big one that you'd you know go camping with. Um, and there was um there was a couple of teams that were real like there was one bloke in um I guess you'd call it a side by side like a I think they call them an SXS the little buggies like a Can Am buggy. Yep. Um yeah well two blokes in that. And they just kept pulling all this shit out of this buggy. And I was like, boys, where the where have you got all this shit packed, man? Like they just they had the thing loaded to the hill and it like it did not the rest of us are in, you know, patrols and cruisers and jeeps and whatnot. These these boys yeah. were um yeah, they were doing it tough. So in, uh, they kudos to them. In they an won, ATV, they actually basically. won the open class. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think it's called a, a UTV or whatever it is, yeah. A, a little can am. Yeah. Um, two-seater side-by-side thing absolutely awesome to watch it in action man the thing climbed everything and it had to go through the same bog holes that we're going through in patrols that are bonnet deep these boys are taking this little side-by-side through the same bog holes wow now um andy put us out of our misery because we've been hoping and praying for what posse you got what team did you uh what posse did your team get um, so we come home with fifth in class and oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that was out of, I think there was 40 or 42 cars started the event and, uh, there was wow. only, there was less than 20 that finished, I think. Wow. To feed in itself to finish one of these races and, oh, and you is, to come mate. home in, in the, that top five. Yep. That's awesome. And we had um, look. I don't. I don't think we were off winning it if we didn't have the trouble that we did. Because we had when we got there, when we backed the car off the trailer, the rear brakes were locked on. Like they've just <laughs> from from the get go, we just uh, had uh-oh. drones. So then we got the rear brakes uh-oh. to not lock on, but then we lost all brakes altogether. And you don't then need stop. Stop. And then we had stop, a, stopping is vital. <laughs> we had a we had a fuel pump shit itself. Um, oh. We we had the a fuel line come off and we emptied the fucking fuel tank in the middle of the stage. We're driving along and then we run out of fuel. We're just like, what the fuck? Like, how can we out of fuel? And we look like shit. The fuel gauge is empty. Get out and have a look. And we're just pumping all the fuel. So like, we're in the middle of nowhere. We're two hundred k's from anywhere, and we've just dumped all our fuel on the side of the track. So just. Heaps of little little problems. Um, we had a couple of really good stages where we started from the back and we we're actually the first car to cross the finish line. That's awesome. Um, they brought us back up. You get 100 points for the win. They brought us back up. So I think we had two stage wins and two stage third placings. Wow. It's um, Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, you really, really got to gotta enjoy it. Otherwise, it would be absolute torture. <laughs> you love what so, you do, mate. Yeah. Well, yeah. there was there was one night we got into camp at about two o'clock, three o'clock, and um, started doing some repairs on the car so that we had it ready for the morning because you got to start again at about six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. And my alarm to get up for work went off for five thirty before I'd even gone to bed. Mm. So we wow. rolled into camp. Started fixing the car so that it was ready to go in the morning. And, yeah, my alarm's gone off. And I looked at me mate and gone, dude, we're going to get some sleep, man, because we're going to be up in another hour and, and try and race all day. How would you go after that race? 
after the race or after that day? How'd that next day's race go after like oh, shit or sleep? I don't know if you saw me TikTok video with me mate asleep under the car. Yeah, I, uh, I, I saw interview it. A, yeah, interview a couple of the other drivers and uh, say, geez, this car's making some funny noises. And yeah, his, and so that's, we finished the first stage for the day. And then while we're waiting for the second stage to start, it's your time to repair your car, get some sleep, cook some food, do whatever you got to do. So uh, yeah, he thought sleeping was the, the best priority for him. Yep. I actually, um, I hung my race suit out to dry and tried to dry my boots. So you got to do the essential stuff. And yeah, yeah if that's, it's sleep, that's it, man. then it, yeah. sleep you have to. Yeah. You, yeah, you got to sleep. But it's, yeah. um, you run on adrenaline for, for the six days. And so it's actually the week after the event is, is the worst because it's a major, major come down. And we, we call it the winch truck blues. That week, yeah. that week after the event where you just, I just want to be back out racing, man. I just want to go. And you got to go to work, you know, do the mundane nine to five thing, sit in traffic, and it just, yeah, it gets at you. The dopamine, it you. the dopamine you get from the event just fuels you, and then yeah, when it's de- all over, you, you're gutted. It, you, you genuinely, you, you get depressed. Yeah, yep, yep, you do, and it's it, it's what we call the winch truck blues, and it is it's a legit. It's it's what happens. Yeah. Wow, that's epic. That brings um, me on to the so, next question as well, too, that you had with one of your other competition. What was the competition like? The ultimate four by four. It was so. It is. It is probably the biggest race of the style no, of racing as that in, I do. Like your, your your competition, as in the other blokes that were, you were racing against. Well, the um the car that won is actually a really really good mate of mine. He he helps me with my car. I help him with his. Um, he done a lot of getting. So the car that I raced this in was another mate's car. He'd done a lot with getting that ready for the race. And um, they, they played it smart. They traveled light. They, um, they done really, really well. They only had one little mishap. They put a crack in the transfer case. So Ooh. smack the transfer case on a rock. So you got to, uh, you got to metal mend it. And you got to have the oil to put back in it. And they got it going again and got oh. back out on track. But, um, now the, the comp, so he won the event. So that's, um, uh, wheelbarrow racing so that's an na barra oh so all, wow. these, all these other boys with big turbos and big ls's and and all the all the horsepower in the world they all got beat by a naturally aspirated barra there you go it's not yeah. all about the power it's how you drive it mate well power breaks stuff exactly power, when you yeah. when you get angry with the car and you've got a lot of power you break it more stuff yeah. to go wrong as well you got to worry about turbos and stuff as well. Oh, that, and tur- turbos, turbos make heat, and and heat's yep. no good. You, you got to, and that's where the motor that was in the car we raced before was a turbo TB, and I've got photos of that manifold glowing red hot, like oh, absolutely wow. on fire, man. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah cook, cook your breakfast, cook your cook your breakfast, lunch, and dinner on your on the manifold. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Pinch <laughs> yep. sandwich. So we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We um what's another one? So we had a we had a small engine bay fire. Um but what it was was the 24 volt uh so the thermofans run on 24 volt and the control module for the thermofans it shook loose because it's it's absolute torture on the car. 
every nut and bolt on the car just rattles loose. There's nothing you do about it. So the module for the thermos rattled loose and it fell into the steering coupling. So as we come out of, out of the creek, Rooster, the bloke driving's gone, the steering's got all tight. Like maybe we've broken a CV or something. What's, I can't turn. And then he all of a sudden goes, oh, no, it's, it's, it's come good. And what happened was that module got caught by the steering coupling. And as he's tried to turn the steering wheel, he's ripped all the wires. So live 24-volt power has started zapping around in the engine bay. And then because of all the brake issues that we had, there was brake fluid all in the engine bay. So that started a fire. So we're scooting along. We didn't quite realise, one, the car's on fire, and two, the thermo fans are now no longer working. So it wasn't until the computer started flashing at us that the car's getting hot. And we thought, shit, what's going on? Car's getting hot. Yeah, and then we go, hang on, can you smell that? So you jump out, fire extinguisher in hand, ready to go. Car's on fire. We put it out and then just, I've actually, I've got that video too of how we fix that. So I'll post, I'll post that up and you can all have a laugh at that one, mate. You got a <laughs> lot of in-cab footage. How did you get that much footage? Um, only when it's a long distance between waypoints, I've got the time to be able to record something. So I had my phone sort of in the glove box or in your pocket ready to go as, as much as possible. But yeah, it's hard. I'd really, really like to try and get better and more in-cab footage uh, because some of the stuff you see and, and some of the things that go on, is just be mind-boggling to, to normal people. Yeah, that's epic. Talk us through some of your other breakages that occurred. Um, so we had a we had a rear diff decide to leave the group chat. So as we oh. as we dropped off, oh. we dropped off a cliff. <laughs> Except for the rear diff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, as we dropped off a cliff, the weight on the back of the car landing in the sand on power, it just it tore all the teeth off the rear diff. Um, and it was only uh, it was maybe a k, a k and a half to the finish line. Um, so we just we sent it, and it was making the noises that you could just hear. It got to the point where it actually it started chewing the housing out. Like it was bits of busted metal just getting dragged along. So obviously the the front diff was doing all the work, but because the rear wheels are still turning, it was just churning everything inside the diff in, in just this. Nice silver paste come out instead of oil. Yeah, um, delicious. Yeah, so that was so that cost us because to then go and repair the diff to, to swap the diff center, you get what's called an outside assistance penalty. So because obviously you can't drive around with a spare diff center, um, so if you need to go back to the pits or back to your tow car and get anything from your tow car, you cop a hundred point penalty. Oh, not good. Not yeah. good. So we, we had to do that twice. We had to do it for the diff and then we had to do it for the engine bay fire. That's crazy, those points. How it's um, If you win a race, it's 100 points. But as soon as you stuff up for something that you're going to go run back and grab more parts, that's basically you, you yeah, win well, one you for get, nothing almost. Yeah, well, you get zero points for not finishing that stage and then you get minus your 100 points for going to get help. So yeah, let's exactly. say, mate, Maybe we weren't going to win that stage, but let's say we done well and we got 80, 75 points. So it technically cost us 175, 180 points for that, for that stuff up. And that, and that happened twice. So you wow. call that 300, 350 points. And I think 
we were only about 500 points from the winner. It is. It's it's tough. It's tough, man. And and all the blokes you race with, like they are your mates. And you know, you just oh, I want to I want to get in front of you. I got to beat you. And then you'll see them break up, break down, and they pull over. So we'd always every time pull up beside them, even though it takes time to come to a stop. Pull up beside them. You just yell out the window. You boys are right. They give you the thumbs up. You boot off. Away you go. But if you yell out, you boys are right, and they're frantically scavenging for fire extinguishers or, or you know, they need help, you will stop and you'll help them because at the end of the day, we're, we're all mates. We're, we're all human. We're not, you know, there's, there's more to just winning. You know, helping your mates get to the finish line is better than the win sometimes. Exactly. And then that's, sort of stuff? Yeah. I was going to say, that's not outside assistance. If another car stops and helps you, there's no penalty to that. And we could, let's say you break down, we could tow you to the finish line and you'll still finish, you'll still get your points. And there's no like no penalty for doing that. And there's a lot of that happens. Just just to, the idea of it is, is more to see everyone finish than, than to try and win. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I got a Harley, what were you going to say? What sort of stuff would you carry in terms of safety sort of stuff? Like your fire extinguishers, do you carry fire blankets, all that sort of stuff? Or Yep, so fire extinguishers, um, a, a pretty advanced first aid kit, uh, snake yep. bite kits. Um, it's, it's mandatory to have 20 litres of drinking water on the car. Um, that's really about it. So, and we do, we use what's called a rally safe. So it's a, a GPS tracker. And if you're involved in a big accident and you have like a big G-shock through the car, it will send you a message saying, are you okay? And if you don't respond to that, they'll consider that you've just been in a major, major accident and pretty much they send a chopper to where you are. Oh, okay. Because I was going to ask if you guys had like wow. GPS phones and stuff like that. But that's yeah, yeah. So the whole, race is, <clears throat> the whole race is run on, on GPS. So you've got to know your coordinates and you know sort of where you are. But then that rally safe system, they can send you messages, but you can only answer yes or no. Like it's a pretty basic little touch screen and you just yep. re- reply yes or no. So they, they can ask you any questions you want. So if you come to a stop and say you've stopped and you're just doing repairs on the car, they'll send you a message saying, we've noticed you're stopped. Are you okay? You respond back, yes, we're fine. If you respond back, no, they'll then ask you another series of questions so it'll be, do you know, do you need immediate assistance? Yes or no? You just write back no. They'll say, do you need spare parts? Yes or no? And then you say yes. And then they'll continue asking you yes or no questions until they sort out what you want and and they'll get it to you and sort, yeah, yeah. So you've always well, got, you know, you always got big brother watching, yeah. Yeah. There's, it's surprising how much stuff actually goes into these real high qualified uh, truck racing oh, and stuff is. like that. I I didn't think there was this much stuff that went into it, eh? It is amazing, man. And um, so every car has a what you call a breadcrumb trail or a, or a snail trail. So if there's um, uh, like a – say you, you accuse someone of cheating, what would you call that? A, a, a protest? Yeah. So you, you protest and say, I, I saw him, he, you know, he didn't go through the creek the way it was put in the, in the notes. He skipped around it and – and he went off 
they they can go back through the data and see exactly where every car went. They can tell what speed you were doing when you did it. They can tell you how long you were stopped for if you stopped. Like it's um yeah it's it's really really well done. Really good bit of kit that is. Oh definitely definitely and um so the <laughs> bloke that runs that rally safe uh, his name Wayne travels all over Australia. He does the stuff for the Fink and and all sorts of off road rally racing and bits and pieces. That is yeah, awesome. that's pretty cool. It's blowing my mind. It's blowing my mind. Oh, and um, I mean, exactly that. I'd like to, I'd like to show you it more in detail and, and that. But from when we get there, you know, you got to get the car scrutinized, and then you got to go to see Wayne to get the rally safe installed, and then you've got to go drive around a test track to make sure it's all in sync and everything's working, and then you got to go back and, and get your car packed, and you just the time to pull me phone out go, go, go. and film and be like, Hey boys, check this out. It's just, it's just not there. I need someone to follow me to do it. It's like you need a GoPro strapped to your head. <laughs> well, I've, I've done that. I've done that in a few races and I've got some really, really good footage. I've actually got footage of me being pinned underneath the winch rope. So I got, oh, wow. I got knocked. Yeah. I got knocked over by the rope when it, when it pulled tight and I'm, I'm screaming, stop, stop, stop. And yeah, the rope was across my leg, and he was winching up the hill while I was lying underneath it. And so yeah, wow. I had a, had a um, GoPro on the side of my helmet, so I've got the footage of that. Um, the same thing, but the GoPro, it goes flat. You forget to turn it on. You know, just he just just drums, and you always something good happens. Ah, oh, fuck it, didn't have my camera on. The usual yeah, way. Yeah, always. I wish I had it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's crazy. Um, Andy, do you want to talk a little bit more about what other stuff you had in the point system, like bonus points or deductive points and stuff like that? Uh, right. So this this is a, this is a good one, and it actually it may have been our 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 reason. So you get given you get given stage notes, which has all your waypoints, and there's stuff written like um, turn left into the creek, stay in the creek. So it might be a real rocky, shitty creek that you can only do like ten k's an hour on. So you could just pull off to the side and scoot along the riverbank and you'd be able to do 100 k's an hour. But because the stage notes say stay in the creek, you have to stay in the creek. So one of the stage notes was, um, you know, exit creek, head up to this hill. And the stage note said, enjoy the view. And the bloke that runs the event, he's always like puts these weird little things in that to try and catch you out. So I've said to the driver, I've gone, why, why does it say enjoy the view? So we got out of the car and we took a selfie. We stood on the bonnet and took a selfie with the view in the background. And like, there we go. We've got proof that we enjoyed the view. And then we got back in the car and we kept racing, following the rest of the stage notes. So we mentioned it to him. And uh, he said, no, it wasn't. I just said enjoy the view because he'd been around the property, getting everything ready. And he noticed that how good the view was on top of this hill. So when we said to him that we thought it might have been bonus points or something like that, the next day, he sent two blokes out on dirt bikes and sent them to the very peak of another hill that we went to. And it was a 50-point bonus if you stopped, got out of the car, and got a photo with these two blokes on top of the hill. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so like a lot of people, because you're racing, you're like, I'm not stopping. I've got to go. I've got to get to the finish line. But if you stopped and got the photo, you got an extra 50 points. It's like a um, like you're racing, but it's also like following a treasure map or a um, hiding. What's it called? Yeah, like, like a, a like a scavenger scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to 
Yeah. You've got to stop. You got to stop and open gates, and it says you might you must close the gate. And so you'll stop and go to open the gate, and another car will pull up behind you, and like you don't want that car to pass you. But you, by the time you open the gate, your car drives through, and then their car drives through, and then they get to take off because they don't have to try and close the gate. Oh. So we'd be, you know, maybe we might stop to pump up a tire that's gone flat or something, and we'd 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 work it so that the next waypoint was a gate that had to be opened. So we'd stop and fix a flat tire. You know, like chugging, chucking plugs in the tire because you've got a leak. You, yep. So many of them. We went through, went through 30, 40 tire plugs trying to keep wow. air in tires. So we're stopped and we're pumping up a tire, you know, sorting it all out. And then you hear a car come. And because we know the next waypoint is a gate, we're like, we want, we want them to pass us. And then we jump in right behind them. And then they've got to open the gate. And then we get to shoot through to save it's all that strategy you know, with time that, yeah. that it takes. It's strategy, it's yeah. The time that it takes for you to stop, get out of the car, open the gate, and get back in, yeah. So, um, no, it's it's oh, it's ridiculous, mate. I um, absolutely I strongly epic, recommend epic. it to, to anyone that wants the adventure of a lifetime. If if you're down for going fast and pushing a vehicle as hard as you can push it, it is uh, it's something you should look into. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome, Andy. We've got about five minutes. I'm going to let you have the first round of tags, any of your sponsors, um, the, your thanks, all that. Let's go for it. Um, all right. I'll give you I'll give you a few. So Ultimate 4x4, run by Juzzy. Ultimate, Ultimate 4x4 Challenge, sorry, run by Juzzy. Absolute awesome event. Look it up. Give him a like. Give him a follow. Um, the media, he done live streaming stuff. It's all there. You can see it all in action. Uh, my standard, all access off-road. Thank you very much. 4x4 Off-Road Clinic and Smithy's Outback. Uh, they give us a major chop out, keep the cars running. Uh, and then a new one for everyone, look up. Uh, I think it's 4X4 Racing or it may be 4WD Racing, uh, the Wild Dog Winch Challenge. They've just opened up a class which is called the Weekend Warrior. You do not need a roll cage. You can enter your daily and you can come and race the style of racing we do. It is all restricted and limited so that you can't be involved in a major, major accident. Uh, so no high speeds, no hectic winching. It is just a taste so you can have a, have a dip and see what it's all about. So look it up. Wild Dog Winch Challenge. We've got a race coming up in two weeks. That's awesome. Marley, jump in, boy. G'day, guys. Um, yeah, just follow me on TikTok, as you guys probably know. Marley Grubby. Uh, my Instagram is also on my TikTok bio, just Marley Grubby 2, I think it is, or I might have changed it back to Marley Grubby. Um, my Snapchat is Marley Grubby 2. I literally just post videos of me at work fighting on my phone. <laughs> um, <coughs> uh, yeah, just remember to drive safe, keep safe, don't drink and drive, all that sort of good gear. Go and explore this great country they've got. Cheers to that. I love it. I love it. And me, Definitely Thomas Freeman on tiktok and youtube instagram facebook i am food wall driving got a few more stuff going on it's going to be awesome uh just wrapping up basically the rest of my channel for the rest of the year i've got my that big trip that i did all around south australia desert i'll be posting that up over the next few weeks um okay. and aside from that moving on with 
uh, a bit of collaboration with a few other YouTubers out there. So that's going to be huge in the future as well too. And always the showcasing of constant mods and lack of maintenance that is going to be continuing to happen in and around my channel. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Awesome. It's been great catching up with you boys again. I look forward to doing it again soon. Great catching up yeah. with you guys. Awesome to see you. Peace out. Love you, boys. Stay out in the traps, so. Take it Peace easy, out. Man.